Hello, and welcome to Human Is My Label. This is your host, Emily Purry. I am a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sibling, and a former athlete. I work full time. I am the founder of Rapid, a nonprofit organization, and I'm legally blind. I am so excited about opening the conversation about everything equity. We will primarily be talking about disability, as that is my lived experience, and it is often the minority left out of the equity conversation. I am passionate about equity for all identities, as I have family members from the communities of color, LGBTQIA, disabilities, and we span all ages. It is my goal to normalize these conversations, get people comfortable with the uncomfortable, and include everyone. After all, we are all human. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening in today on our bonus episode. We are posting for just the COVID slash digital accessibility space and some tips and tricks for everyone today. So I hope you enjoy this. Today, I have Nick Peterson on the line with me, who will introduce himself, but he works primarily and in the digital space and in the training of people with disabilities as well as companies and a whole bunch of other stuff and i'll let him talk about that so welcome nick thank you emily and thank you everybody for listening in it's uh, it's great to have podcasts such as this to you know brighten our nights or day or whatever time you're listening to this at <laughs> such a troublesome time Absolutely. Um, my name is nick peterson i live in portland oregon and i run a business with my wife and business partner, Lisa Ferris. Our business is called Miles Access Skills Training. You can find us at www.blindmast.com. That is B as in boy, L as in Lima, I as in indigo, N as in Nancy, D as in dog, M as in Mary, A as in apple, S as in Sam, T as in tango.com. And we work specifically with assistive technology, all aspects of it. We have three main areas. We work with direct training of assessments and hands-on training for assistive tech for disabled people with all disabilities. Meet vision, hearing, mobility, cognitive. Um, we also work with um, accessibility consulting where we work with either smaller organizations or large enterprises to make sure that their online presence both internal and external is accessible and compliant to the WCAG guidelines that stands for W web content accessibility guidelines and then we also do job accommodations where you as an employer can come in and get your job role kind of evaluated um, for you know what is the assistive technology would needed to make that accessible and sometimes that varies depending on what disability the employees has and we can help them identify the solutions and make that fully accessible so wow it's going to be the main three things we do doesn't answer your question yeah, no, that's great. I mean, that's a lot. Um, I'm sure everybody listening is either on one side of the fence or the other, either as a user or as a company. And so this is this is great for everyone. Um, what would you say, the maybe one thing on each side of that fence, what are you finding as far as 
let's say in general, what are your biggest things from the user side? And then what are your biggest things from the company side? And then we'll jump into the COVID situation and, and see if anything has changed. But what is your typical work day um, complaint from a user and or from a company? Let's start there. Um, let's start with the user end. Um, the primary thing is that technology has gotten very complex. Mm-hmm. So finding the right solution uh, is become difficult. So help knowing what you can or cannot do and what your different options are. Because many people with disabilities often don't just have one solution. Our disabilities mm-hmm. vary. It could be hearing. It could be vision that uh, you hear more or less better. It could be that you can see more or less better depending on different circumstances. Wes, you well would know, Emily, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Right? Absolutely. So, that, so often we are the guide to the what are the available options? What are the available tools? Right? Yeah. And because it's hard. It's hard to keep up and being aware what can an iPhone do? What can an Android phone do? Yeah. But, you know, what can happen? Um, As for the employer side of it, it is taking the time to explore what is or is not possible. My mantra is often when dealing with employers that it's assumed that it's possible until you know for sure that it's not. I like that. Um, because simply, there are so many tools out there. Often they're inexpensive or they may even be free. And with the right skills and with the right knowledge, most jobs can become accessible, maybe by changing a few processes, maybe mm. by changing a few policies. But you have to have the knowledge to identify the gap. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so let's take a step back, Nick. How do you identify what's your living situation, your lived experience, and why did you start Blind um, Miles Access? Whoa, big question. <laughs> um, I started it because, let's do that, uh, the thumbnail biography. Yes. I'm originally from Sweden. I, live, I grew up on a dairy farm. I failed English class, <laughs> and I graduated from a natural science program when I was 19, ran away from Sweden, not really, but uh, to spend a year in Toronto, Canada to learn English. Mm. Um, Royal boy went to big city, fell in love, discovered the joy of independence and really never went home again. Gotcha. Mm. Um, I lived there for about 17 years work big corporate. I tried to start a web accessibility company back in 2002 when before web accessibility became sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, ended up moving to the States in 2009 and uh, I had 10 years banking experience. And I thought, you know, I can walk into a job. Mm-hmm. I, I walked into a certain bank in this fine country just to find myself that I, there was undue hardship for them to accommodate me. Oh, wow. And um, I discovered then that it is key to have good advocacy skills in this country. And it is key to know your tech and to be able to educate the rest of the public about it. So um, I, me and my wife eventually started Miles Access Skills Training to kind of provide that service. Gotcha. Both to um, state agencies, Oregon Commission for the Blind. We have... Washington Department of Services for the Blind. We got 
ICE Idaho Commission. We work for a number of insurance companies and so forth, mm-hmm. plus private pay clients. So we um, we like to fill the gap, um, and uh, we're more about we have a slide. We have a sliding fee scale. We're more about getting the job done than um, really being in for being in it for the money. Gotcha. And your lived experience and your wife's lived experience, I think, adds a dynamic to this too. Oh yeah, I'm totally <laughs> blind, and my wife is deaf blind. Deaf blind, yeah. Okay, so people who don't aren't aware of the space of deafblind, is she completely blind? Is she partially sighted, partially deaf, um, totally deaf? Remember we said earlier, there's spectrum, right? Yes, absolutely. My wife has a profound hearing loss. Without her hearing aids, she has no hearing whatsoever. Okay. She has some vision. Um, she could probably not participate in the Zoom call, that her hearing is not good enough for that. Okay. Um, she has some vision. She can read print. Uh, under the right light and circumstances, but okay. um, when it boils down to it, it is Braille all the way. Oh, okay. Very good. So yeah, Nick and I met um, through the digital space, actually, when I worked for the county previously, I heard about Nick and his services because I was struggling um, with technology changes over at the county, and they were really looking at how to better their accessibility for employees internally. And so I heard Nick's name mentioned quite a few times. So I finally had to get in touch with him and find out who this Nick guy was. And so no, thank you. we started working together probably about a year ago now. It about sounds that, like, yeah. yeah. And um, so those of you who haven't heard about my vision, so I'm still, I still have vision. You can say um, partially sighted, legally blind, definitely. And I have my guide dog who's recent to me. But um, it's really interesting for Nick and I to have these conversations because Nick is a totally blind um, person who is very, very much more advanced um, in technology than I am. Um, He sees how stubborn I can be as a sighted, partially sighted person. And if I was to learn the tools and take the time to do that, um, it would make my daily um, activities much easier. But of course, I'm stubborn. And I'm doing my best to learn, Nick. I am. I am. No comment. You're doing great. It's, um, <laughs> I hear you. It's, it's a tough space to be in. And yeah. it's actually taken me, you know, there are very few people that are either totally deaf, totally blind. Mostly everybody's on a spectrum. So it's all good. Yeah, but definitely. Okay. So now um, the reason for this call, especially everybody with COVID is going digital and so you are having a phenomenal month you're one of those very lucky companies who is um, doing well because you are really helping people through this transition for many people um, beefing up people's systems if they're already in this space so what are you seeing now um, with the current situation current environment what what um, are you helping companies with as well as users with um it's all about making sure that you have, I guess it's twofold, that the companies have a, the accessibility, the accessible tools, um, be it for conferencing, phone calls, and you know, chat and so forth to mm-hmm. keep everybody in contact and working no matter where they're located, right? Be it yeah, across the country, absolutely. be it in their, in their suburban home, or be it in their downtown apartment, right? Mm-hmm. So that's one then that they have accessible office suites, such as you know, G Suite, Office 365, and so forth. And then it's the skills on the user end. Um, sometimes disabled people, we like 
using the same thing over and over again. If we know how to use it, we stick to that. Mm. Um, and now this has thrown a lot of people into a whole separate new world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, so I've spent on time on both sides of the fence, making sure that um, the tools that right accessible tools are being used and that people know how to use them. Perfect. I love it. Um, okay. So before I, I know this is a short episode, everybody, but that, that's kind of what we wanted it to be. But if there were takeaway tips, especially for companies, what would be your top three takeaway tips for companies making sure they're keeping accessibility and their employees with disabilities in mind, as well as um, maybe personal advocacy tips for those users that are out there struggling and haven't had a, a contact at this point? I would say, so the key thing is, especially comes when it comes to the meeting software, such as what we are using to right now, mm -hmm. Zoom is probably the top tool. Um, it's fully, fully accessible. It's fully featured. It allows for um, everything from, you know, full text-based conversations to having separate uh, windows for ASL to having live captions and so forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's easy to screen share and so forth. You can annotate and so forth. Um, there are other tools out there, um, such as GoToMeeting and so forth. GoToMeeting is not very accessible. Okay. Um, there are tools that come across even since we spoke last, um, Emily. Adobe Connect, for example, it oh. does look like they have some built-in functionality. I don't really want to speak to it because I haven't had a chance to try it. I read their documentation. Okay. Is accessibility built-in, um, but what I know and what seems to have kind of exploded is the use of Zoom. Um, Skype is also accessible. But again, the user experience of Skype, to be frank, and I have no problem saying this, Skype 8 kind of ruined it. Um, anything beyond Skype 8 has become really inaccessible, mm. I feel. Uh, maybe not, it's technically accessible, I'm sure. But the user experience has kind of gone down the hill. So you Skype, have to be an expert in it in order to do. Really use it. You do. Gotcha. Skype for business, it's workable. I mean, it's, it comes as part of the... Uh, office suite and it can be made to work um, and um, there are scripts for JAWS at least I don't know what MVDA with just green readers I'm talking about now yeah um, but it can be made to work okay but zoom so zoom is the number one everybody zoom yeah and, and zoom is good because it works on any platform no matter what you are whether you are on a smartphone whether you are on a tablet whether you are on Mac whether you're on Windows mm, and uh, it just works Perfect. Okay, so that's on the meeting side of things. What other recommendations do you have for companies and then from the user side? I think if you want a low cost, efficient platform, I mean, you can't really beat the G Suite. Um, you know, you know that firsthand from, from the county. Yep, yep. Um, and, and, and disabled people kind of need to get over themselves a little bit. The G Suite does require a higher level of skill, especially from the blind user, but it does work. Okay. Uh, it is fully accessible. And there's plenty of good tutorials out how to make it work with screen readers and magnifiers and so forth. Okay, good. As for, I mean, the off, otherwise, Office 365 is probably the most accessible. OneDrive works uh, for cloud storage and sharing file. Um, 
you know, I've seen some blind people out there that keep saying that Dropbox is not accessible. Dropbox is absolutely wonderful. Um, it, it works perfectly well. Okay, but it may not be as intuitive right off the no, bat. No, it's, it's fine. It's perfectly. There's no intuitive huh. issue. Okay. It's, it's a myth that it's inaccessible. Gotcha. So, okay. Office 365, and then you can use several cloud storage, cloud storage solutions. Gotcha. Last time we were talking, you mentioned something about giving choice, and I really like that. I think that's a good thing to mention again um, to well, the, the thing is, out there. Ask from the employers, and you should ask your um, your blind or no, not blind, your disabled people. See what they want. They are most they're most likely going to be their own best expert. Um, you know, give them the opportunity to tell you what they what works best for them. Sure. At the same time, too, and I've actually had that. I just had a recent conversation with Portland State today, is that um, maybe uh, tapping into an expert such as myself can save everybody a little, an, a, a little bit of headache if you take mm. it one or two hours, can save both you, the employer, and the employee hardship, and we can, keep, we can present you what the options are. Absolutely. I okay. think that is the one of the biggest keys is so when I was at the county when I started hearing your name bounce around um, my unit my department was willing to do anything they said we'll do anything just tell us what you need and I didn't know what I needed because I had never been in that situation before where they changed technology on me and um, I didn't know how to function so I, I didn't know what the solution was so that made me feel like if I said, okay, buy me a $3,000 Mac, but then that didn't solve the problem, I felt really badly about that because they just spent all that money and they didn't know because they'd never had this problem. And so that burden on both sides, everybody wanting to do the best thing they can and I wanting to do my job, it just caused that much more stress. So I absolutely 100% agree is, is call somebody in and that can really, really help everyone with the problem for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's, but again, listen to what the employee says. Even when you bring in an expert such as myself, um, you know, triangulate even. Um, there are lots of boards and resources out there that can kind of feedback on solutions provided. I mean, mm. and you got, and the employees have to try it out. Ultimately, they are the ones that have to be successful on it because it's, you have a lot of pressure when you're sitting there. I mean, you've, I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, you probably have, um, Emily, that sometimes there's expensive gadgets that get funded. Mm -hmm. And then um, these gadgets arrive. It's, it's a big day. They get unpacked. <laughs> and, and then it gets set up and, and, and the employees start using them. They're like, and everybody's like waiting there with braided baths to hear, <laughs> does it work? And you're like, there's so much pressure to be successful then. Oh, yeah. And you want to say, yes, it works, but. It uh, might not. Yeah. Yeah. No, so, absolutely. Yeah. Use your, use your reasonable, use your, use your, I mean, be a, you know, listen to the employee and um, be rational. Right. Okay. So. Yeah. Perfect. And then on the employee advocacy side, I think you kind of spoke to it, making sure you're speaking up, talking to your employer. Um, and this is some of the coaching conversations I've had just recently. They People have been reaching out saying, how do I, I've never talked about this and now I have to because we're all working at home and I can't uh, function in this environment and I don't know how to tell people I have a disability, especially now that 
I don't have face-to-face -face conversations. So from the advocacy side of things, you definitely want to, to figure out how and who to talk to and then take those steps. And that is something I've been helping people with lately just because of the, the change in environments. And so I think it's important to, if you haven't had to be your own advocate, to make sure that you are, are ready for that change if it's coming your way, so. And you do a good job of it. <laughs> Thank you. You're well, good, any final thoughts, any final things you wanna leave everybody with today? Um, assume that it's possible until you know for sure that it's done. Really, that's it. And that goes for everybody. Um, we have to own our stuff as disabled people. There are so many tools out there and sometimes consult the advocacy groups, ask what other people are doing. Um, don't, even if it doesn't work right now, don't be disheartened. Um, go and ask, like I said, other people with the same disability, what are you doing? What can be done? Uh, get your employer to look up somebody such as myself. And I guess this might be a good time to put up my information, right? Yep, definitely. Um, so again, my name is Nick Peterson, that is spelled N-I-K. And Peterson is P-E-T-E-R-S-S-O-N. And my company is called Miles Access Skills Training, LLC. We're based in Portland, Oregon. And our website is www.blindmast.com. And again, that is Bravo, Lima, Indigo, Nancy, Dog. M is in Mary, A is in Apple, S is in Sam, T is in Tango, dot Charlie Oscar Mary. So if you have any questions, don't hesitate to fill out the online contact form or get in touch where I, I believe, Emily, you're going to put the information up on the site. Yep, I'll put them in the, the show notes. And then also, I just want to mention also that Nick, because he is online, he's one of those fortunate ones that can work nationwide at this time and definitely is. So he is based in Portland, but that is definitely not where he does all his work. So he Hey, no, born. I'm international, man. I, I, I got clients in the middle <laughs> oh, that's true. of Europe true. too. So I am yeah. So he's problem. everywhere. So if you need help, if you need advice, uh, definitely look him up. I have his contact information in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining me, Nick. This is great. Thank you, everybody. And thank you, Emily. And uh, wash your hands. Take care. <laughs> Be well. All right. Take care, Nick. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me here today at Human Is My Label. Don't forget to subscribe, share this with your friends, families, and coworkers. Get out there, get comfortable with the uncomfortable, include everyone, and push yourself to be better every day. If you're interested in coaching or corporate training or learning more about RAPID, visit us at rapidorgan.org. That's R-A-P-I-D-O-R-E-G-O-N.org. You can find me at emily.curry on Instagram and all my other social handles are below. Have a great day and I can't wait to see you next week. <laughs>